0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A luck, don't be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Because the wizard world is opened up, as has the Griffin.
1: Okay, so so what have you found?
2: Um, I found a Death Eater attacking Alistair Moody, and I have terrible news. This is threat level high. But I'm out of lightning bolts so I can't cast any spells. So I guess he's just <laughs> oh, dead. Oh, you've
1: killed. I've you've killed, killed him. You've killed Laster Moody.
2: I guess my oh. gaming sesh is over.
1: Oh, this is tragic.
2: Ugh, oh, he's just stuck there fighting this this death eat death eater, it's a confoundable. It's not even a death eater. It's just like a normal guy, and it says a confoundable is guarding alistair Moody.
1: That's fucked up. Well, wait, hang on a second. Isn't that a good thing? Sounds like alistair Moody might need protecting because he's yeah. gonna die.
2: No, but the confoundable is bad. <laughs>
1: this this is welcome to the shrieking shack everybody this is a harry potter reread podcast for lapsed fans i am your host zc and i'm liz and we are we are playing a video game it's very exciting they launched they launched a video game just for us they heard we were recording uh and uh and they said you know what we're bumping this release date up it's uh we're moving it to thursday so so zc and liz can uh can uh, get get some content going.
2: Yeah, and I just got um rank two wonders of the Wizarding World treasure trunk. <laughs> <laughs> you got a treasure <laughs> trunk. there's like this glowing trunk and it's like you got a treasure trunk and below it it shows what's in it but you can't like tap the trunk to open it and it's like all of my gaming senses are are destroyed by this right it's like it's like that you you encounter destructible boxes in a game and you're like okay i have to destroy them so something's in them it's like gamer my gamer senses are tingling and this game is like defying me because i can't i can't tap the trunk and open it
1: that's so fucked up. Is is that a loot box? Is that gonna be are there are there gonna be treasure trunks? Are those the loot boxes they're gonna sell?
2: No, I think they're rewards for ranking up in different skills.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm level three in dark arts at the moment, so watch out i uh, is I that am, like fighting am...
2: against the dark arts or are you just like a dark wizard
1: well i don't know because um y- you you're correct in that i got the points for fighting uh the the dark arts like i i i killed a a, a troll and i fought off a, a death eater looking guy um but it's rank. i am ranked up in the dark arts uh and i i also ranked up in the dark arts for finding a slug, uh, I, I got a flesh-eating slug, and that's a, a dark, evil slug. Apparently, I got two of those, so mm. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm leveling up my my darkness.
2: I, I was really hoping that um, we'd be able to reach level six by the end of this episode because that's when you get to choose a profession. Uh, mm. But I wasn't prepared for me running out of running out of energy, um, and I'm, I'm level five now, and I'm really still not clear how i get more i assume that i have to go to a fortress or an inn which are the stops and gyms like the pokemon go
1: yeah equivalent i I don't know what's going on with that aspect of it i'm i'm hoping that um maybe because i i'm you know, we're we're here. We're going to do WB's dirty work and uh, and market this thing by playing on this episode. But if we run out of energy, we can't do that. So I hope that they, you know, the CIA is is piping this direct to, to Warner Brothers and say, look, you got to get this podcast some more energy.
2: Yeah. I mean, as far as I can tell, it's not even like energy in a mobile game where it like refills over time
1: it's yeah, more it's
2: just, like pokeballs where it's like you have to go and walk to to a Pokestop stop or whatever to spin the little the little finger to get more pokeballs which i can't do yeah. f- sitting at my desk podcasting
1: well the nearest uh in to me is a presbyterian church where they yelled at me one time when i went there for a garage sale mm. uh, and i was and i was wearing a, a shirt that was a little too spicy for them i oh. think it was a band a band Uh-oh. shirt that had some skulls or something on it and they they did not like it so uh i guess i'll sneak into that area later um but i'm hoping hoping that i can uh, i can you know get some energy so we can because i wanted this game's fascinating me i i had a whole it's it's so funny i had this whole like had all these tabs open of like reviews and hands-on there's like a bunch of articles there's a polygon article there's a a a couple mashable articles about this game and that event that they want, they had, which I guess we can still talk a little bit about. But, you know, I, I had it all lined up. Like, mm-hmm, OK, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Pokemon Go. It's coming out tomorrow. Uh, but they launched it like literally five minutes before we started recording earlier. So, yeah, thanks, I guess.
2: Yeah. A day, a day early.
1: Yeah. Just
2: because? Like
1: I guess because they they had this whole event to announce that it was launching on the 21st and it's the 20th folks it's it's the 20th maybe they're going is it the 21st in the uk am i dumb they're eight hours ahead so no it is not it it is not uh 21st there either so what the fuck
2: maybe it's maybe it's like a movie premiere you know you go to the premiere but it's also like the thursday before the movie comes out at about 7 p.m
1: oh sure oh yeah well or, w- <laughs> or, or when we went to see Grindelwald we saw it about four thirty. at 4
2: 30 the day before it came out um yeah with nobody else in the theater that was special for us so maybe this is this is similar where where we got the game special early we
1: are influencer we are Harry Potter influencers except we were not invited to this event that uh that Niantic threw at the Harry Potter Wizarding World theme park which I'm very bummed out about because we could have kind of you know, done a double whammy here and uh, and, and been gone to this event and uh, and ridden that uh, Hagrid ride. Um,
2: I would not ride the Hagrid well, ride, and, and neither did ride. a lot of people that wanted to, from what I could tell.
1: E- yes, um, it was I, I guess they're like 10 hour lines or something crazy. I mean, like, god, I like, uh, you know, I, I'm not a theme park person, but I like a roller coaster when I'm on it, you know, sure. kind of exciting. Um, I would not wait. I, I I think that if I went to a roller coaster and someone told me there was a one hour wait, I might just go do something else. I think a ten hour wait uh, to just to see uh, animatronic Hagrid, <laughs> I, I think I would pass probably.
2: Sure, yeah. It was I, I I kept hearing that it was a disaster, but was it really just that it was long lines?
1: I don't think it. I mean, like people enjoy the ride, um, mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, despite the very funny, awkward videos and photos coming from, like, that launch event where they had that very excitable MC and, like, uh, um, you know, Tom Felton coming out from the woods and, mm-hmm. and saying hi to everybody. Uh, it sounds like everyone enjoyed it, but, it, yeah, like, I guess the the line was just not well managed and people were waiting for hours and hours. Let's see. I have a CNN thing here. Uh, let's see. Oh, how long do they say people yeah the like the line went to like outside the park i guess so people mm. people were excited for it uh which is cool you know like like i'm 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 glad people like this thing uh but like i said w- i would probably you know especially if i'm paying money to be in a theme park might just go do something else but what do i know
2: yeah, I, I I don't really know how you avoid that that sort of thing for like a huge launch for for a coaster because all those coaster heads are out there out there wanting to ride the the Hagrid ride.
1: Hagrid, I just, I, you know, I, I this has just got to be because it's a franchise that I know. And like like this in the Star Wars park, I've just I've never seen so much reporting in the mainstream news about theme parks, uh, specific rides in theme parks, even. Sure. You know,
2: yeah, yeah. Neither have I. I have to assume it's it's whatever that thing is where it's like, you know, you know about it. You see it, see it everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, while they were doing this, um, you know, while this ride's been opening, uh, they also threw this event for some uh, mobile game influencers to come and check out uh the uh the wizards unite and it i mean i assume the event went well but all the fo- they, they chose some very unflattering pictures and videos to release from this thing which seemed to be about two dozen people at at like i would say the um level of of budget this event had would be outdoor wedding it's very, it's very goofy looking.
2: Small outdoor wedding. Small, intimate, out, yeah.
1: <laughs> Small intimate outdoor wedding for, for Neantic. I mean, like, look, they're, they, you know, they, they've got plenty of money. They're, they're probably not worried about this game, but it definitely was not the level of fanfare, I guess I would expect from a company that is making Pokemon Go money. Right. I, I, I'm curious. I really wonder like what they expect out of this game.
2: Yeah, I I'm not really sure. I you know I have gotten really into Pokemon Go in the last uh, about three weeks or so. Um, I'm mm-hmm. playing it for real for the first time ever, right? Like I I've got I've got my IV calculators. I I know all the the hot spots in town to go and get like sixty yeah. Pokeballs. Um, mm-hmm. I, all all of that stuff. I'm you know have have my my gym defenders and I'm, I'm, working on making attack Pokemon and all of that. Um, so I thought I was like really very prepared for this game. Right. And I'm just, and I'm very confused by it. Like, I'm like, I have all these potions and, and like they enhance your spell casts and there, there's energy and all this. And like some of the stuff maps pretty one-to-one on, on uh, Pokemon go. But at the same time, it's like, on our break between our bonus episode this morning and us recording now it's like well in mm-hmm. Pokemon go I captured a bulbasaur and a meowth uh, and in <laughs> Wizards unite I got one quarter of a sticker for a self-playing harp can you can you explain <laughs> cool. that to me
1: <laughs> woo yeah I yeah I mean like there's part of me is like you know do I just like am I am I more? uh charitable towards pokemon but i just think it it just lends itself better to this structure except the thing you know we've been seeing all this time leading up to release that it it feels like they ignored some very obvious choices they can make with it with like like there's no multiplayer aspect to this really not yet anyway like you you can pick a house but there's no like competition aspect
2: yeah, it seems to lean much more on the story, which I keep accidentally skipping past because I keep tapping on my phone and I miss all the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm I'm uh, I'm keeping up with the dialogue purely because there have already been some gems of screenshots in there that uh, some of this dialogue is, is really something.
2: Yeah, Harry's there, Hermione, uh, and a new character, Constance. Uh...
1: Constance Constance Pickering. Yep. Who is is there to yeah i don't know i mean i'm so excited it's here just for for our sake you know um but i'm i'm i I, you know i've been baffled by this thing leading up to it i continue to be baffled like i was kind of wondering you know like i last night when i still thought the release date was the 20 uh, 21st i downloaded pokemon go because i was like maybe i should just get reequated with this you know and and so i have a little bit more context uh did not help (laughs)
0: <laughs> absolutely did not help
1: one one bit other than to show me that pokemon go is an it's an insanely uh uh more charming and accessible game uh to, to to get back into uh than this one is to start
2: yeah just... yeah i plan on puzzling puzzling this game out because i i figure you know i have been playing pokemon go so i i I can already tell that all of the stops and things are in the same places as the gyms and the, and the Pokestops. So I'll I'll probably keep up with it just, just because I have such a, uh, like already efficient manner of getting the stuff in Pokemon that, that it should be easy (laughs) to just like mess around and try to figure out the systems in, in this game. Um, But, but we'll see, I, I will say that to its credit, I did one, duel um a common centaur appeared and the combat for like a mobile game was pretty novel i guess Hmm. like it was kind of interesting like you have your you have your wand out and you kind of match up um the your are like wand's trajectory with like a little spot on the enemy and if you do it fast enough you get a chance to to cast a spell and it's kind of turn-based and they like cast a spell against you but you can cast like a shield uh or whatever so it was a lot more involved than i thought it would be um mm-hmm. you know in pokemon go um you pretty much just tap the enemy Pokemon so I was surprised to see a more complex combat system in this game but I guess that makes sense if it's mostly just like personal um, uh, non-competitive like progress through a story that they could do a more involved system like that Uh, but at the same time it also seems very complicated for something that you're presumably supposed to be walking around town doing, right? Like, it's supposed yeah. to be that you're walking down the street and you encounter <laughs> a Death Eater or whatever. And it's quite, like, again, it's not difficult, but it's, like, quite a bit more involved than just tapping your phone. I, I don't know, there's just a bit more more to it than, like, when I take a gym. I guess that also looks a little funny because, like, I definitely am standing there, like, tapping my phone for a couple minutes yeah I don't know. it's it's yeah. a weird genre of game,
1: yeah. I mean it's it's I, I, I think it's actually a really cool genre in a lot of ways. but uh i I you know, I was wondering there was a part of me that was like, am I gonna get really into this because you know, because it's Harry Potter? Uh, and I think the answer is no, I think I might actually just get into Pokemon Go. <laughs> like I open like the first thing that's happened to me, you know, since installing Pokemon Go is I, like, I got a snubble, which is like one of my favorite Pokemon. Uh, i found out there's a gym like 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 accessible from where i'm sitting like i'm set this is cool i'm gonna walk around and get some pokemon
2: did you hit that gym stop in wizards unite
1: uh so weirdly it is not there like everything maps one to one except the gym locations for me oh really
2: because i can see like i definitely don't have a i mean i have a walkable pokestop but it's like a you know five minute walk or something and i can see a gym in the distance um and in my case the stop is a fortress in wizards unite and the gym is an inn
1: no what's interesting is is uh in pokemon go i have a gym like literally just accessible from my house but nothing in the town that's near me but when i open uh, uh wizards unite there's nothing really accessible from where i'm sitting right now but if i pan the camera over to like the nearby downtown area there's a whole lot of stuff over there oh yeah i'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm this weekend i'm gonna have to to take some walks i think and see what the fuck all the the fortress stuff is for this game
2: for sure yeah i i I have to I have to assume it, it feels like they should be flip because I think the ends yeah. are gyms where apparently you can rest I don't know what that does for you maybe <laughs> is, you re- I
1: think I think that's how you get your energy back I think I assume I
2: can't but it's the energy like pokeballs because you get pokeballs both at gyms and pokestops
1: <sighs>
2: well we'll no, have to maybe. investigate I can't they investigate this stuff from stuff. my yeah I mean, I haven't spent any money on Pokemon Go yet.
1: Yeah, I probably well, will when I...
2: like Community Day comes around or something. But so far, I've I've been able to play pretty consistently without without uh, buying a loot box.
1: <laughs> well, this is all very exciting. Uh, I'm I'm going to keep this open as we record, just in case we get any exciting confoundables or foundables, which are different things apparently have not been able to figure out what the difference is harry potter himself appeared to also not really be able to explain the difference so good game everybody really excited
2: yeah there, there was a little um dialogue sequence where uh i'm not sure which character says like why do we call them foundables and i believe constance explains that hermione came up with that name uh in a very matter oh, of yes. fact mm-hmm. like well they they are lost, and when you find them, they're foundables. I think it's brilliant.
1: <laughs> that's the dumbest thing Hermione has ever said. I feel, and I,
2: I feel like that's a little out of character for Hermione.
1: Yeah, that's that sounds like a Ron thing. Maybe Ron suggested it to her. Deep lore. Perhaps. Well, before we move on, um, I got one small headline here, aside from the Harry Potter Wizards Unite release uh tom felton jokes that harry potter was constantly crushing on draco malfoy
2: the shippers are gonna like that aren't they the
1: shippers the sh- you know shippers he's maybe rejoice 15 years too late here uh but hey it sounds like the harry potter love story we know has been wrong all along this is from people magazine in a round of aol's fact or fanfic tom felton jokingly revealed that harry potter daniel radcliffe was actually in love with his character draco malfoy even when he was dating Ginny weasley i think it's clearly a fact said 31 year old (laughs) felton who was playing with co-star and Ron, ron weasley portrayer rupert grint harry was constantly crushing on draco he just couldn't hide it in the books and movies harry and draco were constantly at each other's throats given that draco's parents are voldemort supporters and the evil wizard killed harry's parents i think he made quite an impression on ron as well grint Thirty chimed in oh wow okay so we have rare rary was that what, what was that called i actually don't think I've i
2: don't think before. i don't think i have either not a very popular one i guess
1: <laughs> <laughs> but felton shot down another draco matchup i think that's a fanfic he said in response to a question about whether or not draco and hermione were meant to be together which mm, he's i'm yeah i don't know i have some wait he's some saying fanfic. that's a fanfic but okay well, whatever okay i'm i'm making okay this is maybe galaxy brain do you remember that other video i sent you when he because he, he's doing the the rounds promoting this and the youtube originals thing he's in right the, the origin or whatever sure uh and and in that origin one uh the first question they asked him in like a similar game was that uh uh emma watson used to have a crush on you did you have a crush on her and he like got kind of pissed like immediately mm-hmm. in response to that so i kind of wonder if this might be there if this just might be kind of a sore subject for him that everyone keeps on bringing up yeah he's he's
2: acting out a little bit
1: yeah um he's poor guy he, you know no one you know everyone's they're trotting him out to ask him questions about about hermione and and, and dreary but no one's asking him hey you know, do you want like another, do you want like a, like a space heater in your, in your forest, <laughs> your little forest corner? Like no one, no one's asking about how Tom Felton is, is doing in his, in his new woodland domain.
2: Right. Yeah. Um. I, I was glad to see that he had a YouTube original that he's working on.
1: Yeah. We, we watched the trailer for First of all, uh, if you, the first result for the trailer for that show is literally a six second long trailer, which I don't. I don't know why they did that. Just a little teaser. Um, But yeah, he is. I was I was laughing because the first thing they show him doing in that trailer is uh, uh, like holding a cell phone, standing next to a bunch of garbage. And I was like, oh, he's just he's just been researching the role when he's been doing those cameos next to garbage cans in dark alleys. He's actually just been researching this role for for origin, who or he plays a character who hangs out next to garbage all the time that's wonderful
2: he's he's a true artist
1: he is a true artist but you know uh, uh i'm glad i'm glad that he's getting out there uh and and hopefully he can just i don't know spruce up that forest that the, you know that that uh that woodland domain i i i, I think he deserves it
2: oh definitely definitely um i'm sure that he'll uh get i'm sorry i'm about to sneeze
1: <laughs> that's I'm okay like, oh. uh i just found there's a there's a uh uh vanishing cabinet right above my microphone that oh there are oh, all there's a death eater in there oh very scary you had a
2: death eater in your vanishing cabinet
1: i think so he appeared for a second yeah he's okay i got a, i got a good screenshot he's he's creeping in there i, th- I
2: think that i had some um what uh doxies and they were guarding yeah, they're, vanishing they're flying cabinet. Around it. Mm-hmm.
1: Vanishing cabinet has been returned to the room of requirement. Uh, okay, well now I'm rank I'm rank four in dark arts now. So wow. watch out, everybody. Wow. I guess I'm just getting real dark sided over here. That's great. Okay, well I I did that. Thank you. Thank you to those doxies. Jesus, the like the screen when you finish a like a, any single event in this is so long. You get like five million items. Every there's time. there's like
2: a cutscene that plays every. Not a cutscene, but like a whole post encounter animation with like a Patronus that plays. It's very excessive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I got my first duplicate like immediately after uh, uh we finished recording uh, our bonus episode today. And it played the entire animation again, which is a, a very slow troll falling over, slowly picking himself back up and then very slowly walking away. Uh, so I don't know how if there, if there's a way to turn off the animations at some point, I might take it because because it, it, it's a little much sometimes.
2: Yeah, I was definitely looking for that option and couldn't find it. But they worked really hard on that that Patronus animation, I think
1: yeah they really did so good on them i guess all right that's all i have for news what do you say we get into our reading for this
2: week yeah let's do it um this week we read chapter 23 um and it's called christmas on the closed word um i'll see how i do i still got a sneeze trapped in my nose so i hope oh, I f- I feel, i'm sorry I, feel... I
1: thought i thought i had <laughs> took the reins for long enough there but no it's, it's just it's just it's counting. just stuck
2: in there so uh hopefully i'll make it through this um Harry is just he's doing a big think about how his being possessed by Voldemort is why Dumbledore won't look at him that's like it's like a really long part of this where he's just really having an extended internal monologue about like oh Voldemort's possessing me I attacked um, Arthur Weasley I was the snake I teleported and attacked him and he's he's spiraling (laughs) it's horrible and he kind of decides he's like well I gotta get out of here. Um, so he he resolves to go, um, to the Dur- like back to the Dursleys. Like he's leaving Hogwarts. He he kind of considers going to Hogwarts. He's like, but what if I attack Neville? Uh, so that's what he decides to do. But it's at that point where that um, and and he's in Grimald Place for, for for Christmas. Um, where uh, Phineas, the the headmaster, uh, portrait. Slytherin guy shows up in in the empty frame uh, that is connected from from Grimald Place to the to Hogwarts and says, um, "Dumbledore sent me with a message. Don't leave." Harry is like kind of upset with that. Like again, like he can't get any more information out of Dumbledore, but he and he just has to kind of listen to what everyone tells him. Uh, he does decide to stay, um, and he falls asleep. And we get uh, pretty much like an identical uh dream sequence of of him in the what we will know is the department of mysteries like and and seeing through voldemort and be like oh i need to get something in there um sirius is pretty excited for christmas harry's still brooding uh for quite a while he he's kind of just decided like i am the weapon he's kind of misunderstood what's going on here uh hermione does arrive uh for christmas and and kind of barges her way into Harry's room after he's been just avoiding everyone and not talking to anyone. Uh, and she shows up and says, you know, quit it. Um, you're, you're being ridiculous. Um, Hermione, Ginny, and Ron sit Harry down and, and manage to convince him that he's not being possessed by Voldemort. Uh, he's not the weapon. Uh, the big piece of evidence they use here is that Ginny, Ginny says, you know, like I was possessed by Voldemort. Here's how it was for me. And Harry's like, oh, it's not like that. Um, and then Hermione also tells him that, that you know, you couldn't have teleported to attack Arthur Weasley. You can't apparate out of Hogwarts. Uh, that pretty much cheers Harry up. Uh, we get uh, kind of like a gift exchange sequence. Harry does get his friends some gifts this year. Yeah. Woo <laughs> hoo. Um, uh, so we kind of hear little bits and pieces of like all the gifts that everyone got for each other. Like Hermione got Harry and Ron planners. Uh, Harry got like a broom compass on and on and on. Um, Hermione has sewn a quilt for creature. And so this is where we first see where creature kind of sleeps, which is like a corner under, under the boiler, I believe. And we, we go in, we see like his nest of of stuff that he's squirreled away from, from the, Uh, the Black family's heirlooms and things. Um, He's not there, but Hermione leaves the quilt behind. Uh, They drive to St. Mungo's to visit Arthur Weasley. Um, Arthur and Molly get into an argument because Arthur um, did got muggle stitches uh experimentally to see if that would close the wound and it didn't work so so they get into a big argument so all the kids like leave uh them to to have their argument and and Harry Ron and Hermione uh decide to go find like some tea or or the gift shop or whatever uh but on their way there they run into none other than Gilderoy Lockhart in the in the hallway and he thinks that they're there to get his autograph um and he's he's all messed up from his from the memory charm but they kind of have to get guilted into kind of following him back to uh the the basically the extended stay like inpatient ward in St Mungo's for for cases that uh, are either you know hopeless or uh, or like long term, so so they go into the the closed ward um, and kind of talk to Gilderoy Lockhart who doesn't remember them but ki- kind of does a little bit and and uh, and it's all very sad. Um, but they also run into to Neville and his grandma who's there visiting Neville's parents uh, that also are in that ward. Um, and and basically Hermione and Ron find out about Neville's parents and Harry knew all along and on and on. That's the end of the chapter.
1: I'm, you know, I I usually read these chapters twice. Uh, I usually like read like once over the weekend, and then like once like the day before. Like, sure. And I usually like my opinion has usually kind of like solidified on the chapter by the second. I'm really up in the air on this one. What do you? What did you think of this?
2: Mm, I liked it. Yeah. Yep. It. It. It feels i've said this in the past where i'm like harry potter sometimes reads like tv and this to me is like a good episode of tv
1: yeah i could see that yeah i just i i I keep going back and forth on how much i buy specifically the um harry's angst over over being possessed and, and how dumb he's being there and the like the kind of like friend intervention that happens there and 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 like that is like it's really good in the sense that like oh we're getting i'm I'm getting um more of harry as a character mm-hmm. uh and and you know what what his take on the situation is i also can't help but feel like like you mentioned that like it feels like an episode of tv right mm-hmm. which i definitely think is true um but it feels like I skipped an episode <laughs> because the the last thing that happened was uh uh they were using the extendable ears they all overheard that thing that it was very easily misinterpreted about Harry being Voldemort and like everyone looked at him with this like look of shock and horror that was like the last thing we saw right and and for then for all his friends to come in and be like oh like oh you're being ridiculous no one thinks that i kind of don't blame him just purely based on what we see in the text because the last thing we saw before this was everyone looking at him like he was a freak
2: yeah it sure gets resolved very easily like he he, it really just they they have this intervention for him and he's like oh well that's that's all cleared up
1: um yeah and that
2: doesn't really like make a whole lot of sense and and we don't really know i mean obviously because it's harry's pov we don't really know what any of the others are 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 really going through and it feels like there's this like huge thing left unsaid which is like harry has decided that he's possessed and he's a weapon uh which is wrong but then it's like when they decide they, they have the intervention they're like okay that's probably not true and then he's like, okay, well, then everything's fine. But we do know that something is happening, right?
1: Yeah. Did you... Were you into Digimon in, in school? Medium. Did you see the Digimon movie?
2: I don't know if I did.
1: Okay. Do you... It's, it's floated around a couple times because it's, it's very funny. Do, do you remember at all a scene from the Digimon movie where Ty is like crying his eyes out like like against (laughs) this tree and there's like sad music playing and his friend's like what's going on like like what's happening and 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 ty's like oh this is the saddest thing i've ever heard and 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 his friend goes uh snap out of it it's my problem not yours and ty's just like okay and like the like the scene just ends that's kind of what the intervention felt like to me like like i i i really bought harry's angst and like like i i i appreciate like you know i i you know i I did say oh it it is kind of dumb that like he's leaping to this conclusion but also i i buy it you know like I, i buy that he is he is uh imagining the literal worst possible nightmare scenario uh and assuming you know assuming that everyone else is assuming the worst of him uh and 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 you know shutting himself off like that's that's very that's like you know that's cool that's like like some character work for him. sure <laughs> <laughs> for ben, everyone for him to to for him to snap out of it just because Hermione kind of came in with like shut up stupid uh is kind of funny like, I don't know I, it, it's this is where you know when I say I'm like going up and down on this it's like I really like this character work and this scene but it is very funny to kind of zoom out and see like how he got here i
2: guess yeah it, it feels very much like i i really enjoy that character work but it's like it gets to this point where it's like okay we're done with that because because really it doesn't make a whole lot of sense i like if harry as a character is going worst case scenario which to him is that i'm the weapon voldemort is turning me into a snake and teleporting me to attack people right like i mean yeah. that's that's very silly this is a world with magic and for Hermione to resolve that by saying like oh you can't operate out of Hogwarts though and for him to not say something like I teleported away from Hogwarts uh last year into a graveyard with Voldemort what are you talking about
1: oh fuck I didn't even think of that yeah what the god damn it like
2: I but he's just like okay (laughs) got
1: it (laughs) yeah yeah you're right wow I didn't even think about that uh yeah yeah or like like god the even 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 if that evidence wasn't there to the contrary you know he could still you know uh uh when when you're like crisis building like that if you're spiraling logic look as someone as someone who who you know gets depressed sometimes i could tell i could i could pretty much tell harry I, I, logic it doesn't solve it right like that's kind of the problem right if, if you could just if you could just solve depression by going like no 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 it's like those all those like dumb lin-manuel miranda posts that are like everyone loves you like nobody nobody hates you you're a sunshine beam i'm like reading that but, oh well good thanks okay great problem solved i guess i'm not depressed anymore like that's not how that works and that's sort of how this scene comes off in a little some ways.
2: It it feels like the text gets um angst fatigue. Like we we get so, it's like it's like <laughs> Harry's Harry's angst and his like emotional life is all very contained in these these scenes where that's all we get, right? Like this chapter mm. opens and it's like this extended sequence of italicized like his internal monologue and having a horrible time, but it has to be over. Like it can't ever it's like can't spill out anywhere else so it's like okay everyone has to march into his room and tell like and logic him out of it and he and then his character goes away because we need him to be the walking camera for us
1: right. <laughs> it, 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 it kind of has shades of the um the umbrage torture fallout in that sense he is not uh he has not really talked about or seemed to have been bothered by the fact that a teacher uh, tortured him for multiple weeks uh, physically yeah
2: that's that's point. fine um and it's like it's weird that his character has to be so like he he responds immediately to stuff but it just like ha- has to has to stop eventually um and, and i don't really like necessarily like okay if the, if if we're gonna have him get logic out of physically teleporting and attacking people as a snake that doesn't mean nothing happened, right?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean everything's okay. Uh, I, I also there's there's part of me where I can't decide whether, um, it is it is it is the like a an, an issue with the story that's just kind of like a funny, uh, un, unintended like consequence of the way this is written or if this is intentional and and like actually really genius character work did you get a vibe this this like spiral he's going through is there's like a certain tinge of like um uh uh like arrogance to it's like oh i'm the weapon i'm i'm it was me i'm the cool (laughs) snake I'm Voldemort's cool snake. I'm the thing that Voldemort is 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 uh, is using to teleport to kill guys standing in front of doors. Oh, I'm so powerful. I hate I hate this power. I, like you know, oh like definitely, kind of a-
2: definitely. I definitely got that from. I was like, because I, I have that moment where I'm still questioning. Like, I don't understand why the book needs me to think that Harry is so competent. I guess so. Right. So there was a side of it where I was. It feels like a little bit meta, and that like I'm confused about why I should be so impressed by him. But then he is saying in a italicized monologue to me, like, "I guess I'm the cool weapon that
1: Voldemort wants." Oh, I'm so cool! oh I can teleport. I can turn into a giant snake. I can break the tele the uh, the apparition rule at the at the school. Wow! Oh, it's so. But be- I have this, such this heavy burden becoming a cool snake guy um oh speaking of which i do also it is so funny to me reading this chapter in the wake of all the nagini fantastic beasts 2 stuff um because harry himself goes through a uh oh what if this character was an animatious thing
2: (laughs) it's very funny
1: it's good can we can we talk about Hermione and Ginny in this scene? Yes. I think that's kind of like the main thing that is sticking in my craw here. Sure. Uh it, it is um uh maybe more than more so than ever, and especially Ginny in this scene. This is uh the girls swooping in to solve the boys' emotional problems, uh with with their cool girl powers
2: oh definitely it's it's also very it feels like Ginny is taking ron's place because ron has turned into a cartoon character at this point
1: (laughs) he's he's in this scene he's just not doing anything
2: he every scene that he exists in he exists to be confused to a point of absurdity right Mm -hmm. like like he he has been i mean this this is skipping ahead but but this is kind of true of like i feel like jenny has taken his place but in the scene with neville's parents he stays Mm. confused for so long i'm like Uh what (laughs) like i'm sorry you see someone in a hospital visiting someone at like and he just like can't put it together for, for, like, a very, very long time until it is very Ron, literally told to him.
1: Ron is racist data. Yes! <laughs> He's just wandering around. He's just this pure android that unfortunately has learned racism, uh, but is still confused by every other human interaction.
2: It's, it's really, really bizarre, because it leaves nothing for him to to do and in these scenes where it's like okay the girls are, are sweeping in to to explain to harry why he's feeling silly and solving his emotional problem and also it working very very well ron is just like like all of jenny's lines i feel are, are like the role that ron would be having like obviously mm-hmm. in this case She gets like a one-to-one like job to do, which is that she's been possessed by Voldemort. So she's the voice of reason. Um, Right. But in the past, like a lot of the time uh, in like the early books, Ron was there to be the voice of reason because he knew how magic worked.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's also very interesting to me that the uh, book is using Ginny's like you know it uses Ginny's possession as a, as a plot device here as as proof that Harry couldn't have been possessed, um, and I was really interested by the thing where you know Ginny says, "Hey, I was possessed by Voldemort. And you you could have just come and asked me, and I I would have told you this." And Harry says, "I forgot or whatever." uh which you know and she has like a, a understandably like cold response to that mm-hmm. right Like she said like lucky you or whatever um but that is so interesting to me because the books forgot that she was possessed as well literally the, the like chapter after she was rescued from the chamber of secrets chamber of secrets and she was fine like like and jenny was, back, Ginny to was normal, back to normal I think and is,
2: laughing laughing at dinner
1: yeah <laughs> just okay so i don't know if they really get to pull that one because the books did the, the exact same thing harry did here
2: it's also just like kind of very weird of him like I, I get that it's kind of like i i always see this this bit being picked out as like you know G- as proof of Ginny being very very like having agency i suppose and, and standing mm. up for herself and all this and i think that's true I don't know how well that works when she's like, like, oh yeah, you forgot. But then it's like, yeah, I killed the giant snake. I was, I was there. Right. Like, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's like a little bit of a weird one to me just because he was so in, involved and in also mortal peril. So it's weird to see her um, like getting that as character development and him yeah. not. Right? Like like yes. the stuff that happened in the Chamber of Secrets to Harry has not come up and never will.
1: Right. Yes. It it's it is very lopsided in that regard. And and is like being brought up here like like basically for the first time in three books at this point or four books. Uh you know, the um the 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 events of Chamber of Secrets have not really mattered at all. But like, of course, now that we have Horcruxes and stuff, it's being used as like the template for that. So it's all coming back. And it's like, I'm not, I don't know if I'm like demanding that, like, you know, I certainly don't think it's bad to like not have all this stuff planned out from the get go. That's totally fine. You know, stories are written in in lots of different ways, but it is weird to dredge up Ginny's character development here as if it should have been obvious when the book itself really, did not seem to care that much about it in the first place right like right like uh it's 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 cashing in it's cashing in some chips here that i don't think it earned i guess with this thing um just it, it's just another one of those things that like is a victim of the tone shift right like right. like you know it's 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 funny to point out that like jenny was uh, back to normal and fine at dinner you know laughing at dinner but like it doesn't really matter that much because it's a children's book like we don't need to to sit with ginny and her trauma in a children's book uh for you know three more books unless you're going to bring it up three books later to like be a bomb for harry's trauma it's very it's messy
2: it is messy it's also i i do think it's weird that hermione is even here
1: she she canceled a ski trip
2: right to... and, and she says that it's like offhand like oh I don't even like skiing uh, but I don't it, it seems like a weird is it? Is she here because she needed to see Neville's parents I, because I don't it feels like she had nothing to do in this chapter other, other than to like stage the intervention right but I don't know why Ron or Ginny couldn't do that especially because Ron didn't really have a job in this chapter Mm -hmm. so to have hermione be there and i think the only thing like she contributes that's unique here is is saying the thing about um not being able to apparate at hogwarts and i suppose i suppose the creature quilt is the
1: big one right she's kind of Ginny's like hype woman here Uh like 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 she just sort of like uh she's I think honestly, I think the um, the biggest reason she's here is to um, kind of uh, uh, take a poker to the coals of the like the shipping uh, um, like seeds that are being sown here. Right. Because like she like the first thing she did was talk to Ron um cuz she talks about how every uh, time
2: they have a reference like every time it it talks about them interacting it is so painful i hate their relationship so much it's
1: so it's so bad but but i but i but i think it is it is um like 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 purely from like a mechanical like like standpoint of like keeping characters together uh enough to make a relationship work this feels like it is a well I'm writing this story. I don't know who's ending up with who. Um if I put Hermione here and one have her interact with Ron a bunch but also, you know, allude to the fact that she canceled a Christmas ski trip with her family to uh stage an intervention for Harry, it kind of like fans both flames a little bit. Mm. Like like I, I almost wonder if it's there intentionally just to like like get the teen drama going a little bit you know yeah
2: i can see that that's an angle i didn't consider because i was really puzzling over why you would go to the effort to write a character out of christmas and then write her back in again <laughs>
1: right yeah uh, that, i i i i think it might might be something like that and and i don't but i don't blame you for uh not uh uh looking at it from that angle because like jk Rowling can't write romance right like this is i'm purely looking at this from like the like the most cynical bare bones well i have to keep these characters next to each other physically for this
2: it's ron and hermione are so miserable and and it's not like i i don't even like the kind of like rivals enemies to to romance trope Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. that they are picking at each other and just like clearly hate each other for like the dumbest re- reasons. Right. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I think right. like, the most interaction they get is that like Ron is mad that Hermione got him a planner.
0: Uh, yeah. They're romantic.
1: It's, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's not exactly, um, you know, opposites attract. It's more just like Hermione and Ron just seem pissed off at each other constantly, genuinely all the time
2: yeah it's it's really weird um i want to talk about something a little bit more blessed Um, yes dobby painted a picture for harry for christmas dobby
1: let's talk about the christmas stuff dobby painted a picture for him it's so good Dobby painted
2: a portrait of harry and gave it to him for christmas
1: that's so beautiful i love it so much and i want to see it i'm i'm so sad that this is something i don't think appears in the movie uh and I and I would love to know what 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 kind of style do you think Dobby paints in? <laughs> That's
2: a good question. Um I, I feel like um I mean the thing is the real injustice here is that it tends to be played off as like a joke because Fred and George are insulting the painting. Um but yeah. the way that I, I feel like maybe they're 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 saying like the colors have kind of bled together. So I'm thinking like a nice watercolor
1: yeah but says he has like round black eyes in the mm-hmm. painting or something i'm um, so i'm imagining like a very yeah like a very stylized abstract you know maybe dobby's <laughs> a little bit of a of an impressionist or something right uh, and-
2: i, I well, i'm <laughs> wondering if there was a little mishap right like he did this beautiful beautiful like um impressionist watercolor portrait of harry and he's like okay i'm done with this what does it need oh yeah his glasses and then he just dipped his paintbrush right in the black paint and just <laughs> And just it bled into everything else. It's like, oops, uh, but you know he sent it along anyway. Um, I I I love this detail. I loved. I want to know more so about Dobby's cute. rich life. Like he he Dobby, he's got fashion. He paints. I love him.
1: Do- Dobby has has like morphed from this like ironic joke that we've <laughs> been kicking around to like genuinely my favorite character. <laughs> there's that there's the 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 really sweet scene earlier in this book too when uh when he's talking to harry by the fireplace or whatever and like 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 has a like a genuine answer for him when harry's asking about the room of requirement and stuff like dobby's good dobby's dobby's good we love we love dobby (laughs) and i want to see that painting i'm curious i wonder if there are like any fan interpretations of what his painting looks like i i've got to check and see whether that's a thing that exists because it's very blessed yeah, it, um, it really
2: caught me off guard because I, I had no recollection of how much no. dobby was in these books
1: <laughs> yeah I, I guess it's kind of just another one of those like movie poisoning things for me where like i pretty much all the major beats i remember are, are like from the movies and i don't think dobby shows up again until like the seventh movie at this point which is a real bummer i think he's a he's a very important yeah and they and they do a great
2: injustice to him by putting him in the back in the pillowcase
1: yeah he doesn't have his cool fashion gear in that scene either that's so fucked up um the christmas scene you noted it in your summary but I, i i do think it is uh it is worth worth pointing out harry did get his friends presents this yeah, year. yeah
2: and they were all really thoughtful too there was even he yeah. even got arthur weasley a gift and it was like a muggle uh, like what a screwdrivers and like fuse wires or something that yeah he left. yeah
1: yeah that's like a really cute thing i like, i i know that it probably just has like you know it just doesn't have a place in this book probably it's already a very meandering plot um but like we're we've gotten so much good uh harry's depressed internal life Mm -hmm. stuff like this chapter you know it has has some very good like harry spiraling introspection stuff and i really enjoy it and I, i like it whenever he gets to actually be a character with thoughts and feelings i would love to get this window into his inner life while doing something nice. I would love to like, just like take a shopping trip with Harry to Diagon Alley or whatever. And like, Walk through him picking out gifts for his friends. Those stuff, you know, like it—that's the kind of thing that, like gets me invested in a character is knowing like what they care about, not just what they get sad about, right? It, like,
2: it's really strange because oftentimes the character work in in these books is some of my favorite stuff, and it is so strange to me and feels like this this void that we never hear what Harry thinks of anyone. We we hear what right. he thinks about the plot and. And I guess like Quidditch a lot of the time, but there's very little about his like impression of other people.
1: Right. Yeah. He. he it, it's. It's strange. Like even I've noticed this with the Cho stuff as well. Um. In that like, we sort of get a like a a window into like his his feelings for her, but not really. We just get really vague stuff like. He gets horny in his stomach. Right. uh, And she's pretty. We don't... Like, like, you know, he doesn't... You know, he doesn't say, like, what's pretty about her. He doesn't really talk about, like... Any of the other details about her that, like, might lead him to have a crush on her. Or, like, for him to notice. Like, we don't... We don't get a very robust picture of, like, what he actually feels for her. Or for any of his friends, either. Right? Like, like... I honestly think... You know, I was I brought up the like the like shifting stuff earlier. I honestly think that a lot of the uh, stuff, you know, in the fandom was sort of accidentally fueled by this because he's just like his feelings are just kind of a blank slate, right?
2: Like, and, like and, yeah. We, so people people kind of uh, if his feelings are a blank slate toward her, and he's the POV character, then of course my like estimation of her as a character would be that she's two-dimensional right in my like my corny like reddit critique of being like she's she is not a three-dimensional character um but but it's kind of more like an effect of harry's bizarre perception of people
1: yeah or or just like the the characters in this universe or the story get basically get physically described once Mm -hmm. and then we use that to fill in everything about them for the rest of the series um you know we we really don't know much about like you know does 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 joe have any like particular mannerisms that harry notices and 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 you know has feelings about does harry get annoyed about ron uh (laughs) ron's like sudden turn towards like being more of an oaf like does does he like does he have any feelings about like you know what is what does Hermione look like now and, you know they've been friends for for years they're all teenagers now or are people changing around him like like
2: well he, he, he didn't any... recognize her that one time at the Yule Ball oh at the Yule Ball because she had makeup right, on yeah just can't just can't <laughs> oh recognize God. her anymore um I, I, I think that like it, what it really comes down to from what I can tell it's like you can never the good character work that is done in these books is always two other characters interacting with each other like the serious stuff is super good right fantastic but harry being like in like terry always has to be kind of tertiary a little bit it's it's very weird and and the other thing that i'm a little bit maybe galaxy brain uh about is that a lot of people have a lot of complaints about how angsty harry is in this book and i've been enjoying a lot of harry's angst and and his yeah, yeah. his is whatever his his problems that he's going through but i wonder if a more uncritical read of it if if i was just reading it for fun if i would be more annoyed with it not because the angst is a problem but more because there is a there's nothing else right like so so it's like everything else is default and he's a pov character that is just like kind of going through the motions but then these these like extreme bouts of feeling and internal life kind of pop up to to disrupt my my kind of casual read of the book
1: yeah i think that's completely fair i mean like like the other book of mine in this series that has been my favorite is uh prisoner of azkaban obviously Mm -hmm. but that and and, you know i I, and i what i've said about that book many times is that i appreciate harry being more of a character in that right but that is another story where he is in crisis Mm -hmm. and that's where all that character development comes from. right and now he is in crisis again and the character development is popping up, and it's like I like it. I like you know, I like what I am <laughs> It's like it's like when you really like a band and they put you know, they have a they have like their signature song that you're like, yeah, I really fucking love that song. And then they put out a new album and they have a bunch of songs that all sound like that, and it's like, well, I still like this, but I I'm not here to just hear the same thing over and over again. Right. right? Like I'm 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 curious to see what else you can do. I'm I'm curious to hear playing different styles i'm curious to see harry what what does harry think about something that's not like the end of the world or or his trauma regarding murder right like surely he has a life beyond that stuff and i and i I, i'm really yearning for that like and this christmas stuff just really i I think it's fantastic and i love that he did get them presents and it's a very cute detail that they were clearly thoughtful presents um uh you know definitely a far cry from the beginning of goblet where he's like oh that fucking bitch is probably <laughs> reading a book or whatever um but uh i don't know y- yeah I, we, we I, have I... to
2: kind of infer that he has those feelings yes. but we never ever get to see them which feels so weird after we explicitly see his his moment to moment like angst and depression um i do want to bring up a, a funny line. I don't really have anything to say about it, except for um it is uh, like I guess the Ron Hermione romance thing, or at least the mm. clearest of it, which is that Ron got Hermione perfume for Christmas. Mm.
1: yes, I th- which I do actually think is very funny. And I think her response to it is really good, too, if that is. That yeah, what you're, she gonna... she says,
2: and that perfume is really unusual, Ron.
1: It's very funny. I did really like that line. And that was, I think, maybe some good character. Because there are so many ways to read that, right? Like, is that Ron having a crush on Hermione? Is that him negging her? Like, there are so many, I, there are so many options there. I love that
2: his response is no problem. This is, like, easily their best interaction <laughs> that has happened so far.
1: Uh, yeah. I am... Um uh you, you you brought up like the serious like like serious and like how the character work is often best when it's other characters interacting around harry mm-hmm. right and, and we're kind of like i i honestly i think we may have brought this up before but like i want to see more of hermione and Ginny's friendship
2: oh me too because like, like,
1: they because they clearly staged this thing right like like they they like you know either coordinating via owl or whatever like hey Harry's Harry's fucking going through it. Can you, you know, can you come sort him out? No, I'm skiing. Okay, but like seriously, he's 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 in his feelings. Can you (laughs) is there any way you can get down here? Like, like what what was that conversation like? I really want to see that. Yeah. I want to see. I mean, like, you know, we've said plenty of times, like, I wish Hermione got to like hang out with anyone else ever, right? But like Ginny, her and Ginny, I wanna know what this friendship is like because they're they have a you know, they're they're like not opposites really. They're 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 um they, you know they're they're clearly very different people, but I think they kind of both have a similar um like stubbornness to them and also a like a surprisingly uh 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 Uh, like apt sense of emotional intelligence that they apply to everyone around them. And I just like want to sit in on a conversation between Hermione and Ginny talking about like all, all everyone else around them.
2: Yeah. It's a bummer that when they are all together with Harry, Harry kind of has to become the focus, which is very strange considering he doesn't really have a character, right? Like it's, it's strange to me that he can't be like the fly on the wall to them and whatever they've got going on ever.
1: <laughs> I just I just want the, the 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 relationship I imagine is like like Harry and Ron do something stupid. Hermione yells at them or whatever. Like how many times has Hermione like like uh, uh like slammed her book shut and gone up to her dorm after they said something <laughs> really stupid? Hermione goes that it does that uh uh opens her wizard laptop uh DMs Ginny and Ginny keyboard smashes in response. That's kind of the the uh the like image I have here of their relationship. Oh for sure.
2: Yeah, that that's definitely <laughs> the vibe.
1: jimmy is Ginny is a keyboard smasher for sure. Um But yeah, like the this 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 scene is cute. Um the the little details are cute and then this hospital trip is we we get a lot more lockhart than i was expecting
2: yeah um it is i guess it has uh, it goes a little far on the jokes i'm i'm holding on to hope that there's hope for him though
1: yeah me too I yeah I I have some mixed feelings about the the inpatient ward scene stuff, mm-hmm. um, because I I don't think I, I I don't think it's a topic that you can't approach with humor. Sure, um, I, I think you know there there is a lot of uh, you know uh, you know call it what you want gallows humor dark humor. I think there is a lot of uh, uh, necessary uh dark humor for a lot of people around this kind of thing that helps them process uh 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 you know these very scary uh unfortunate things um the thing i dislike about this specifically is it it feels like he's the joke right and and it's it runs up very uncomfortably with this thing again the tone shift that these books have done as always is, is is really running roughshod over the story um is surely this is this should be like a horrible haunting specter from harry and ron's <laughs> past
2: right
1: they, they fucking put this guy here right like you know and like that's not not to say that like they they shouldn't have defended themselves or whatever but like that's still if we're if we are now treating this book as a serious uh uh, a grim story they're they're responsible for
2: this yeah i mean it's like it's like a little touchy like because on the one hand it's like he did attack them and he did it to himself Uh, they did march him at gunpoint into the chamber of secrets also uh so but yeah it is the thing is is it was maybe i'm giving it more credit than it's due only because i was expecting it to be way more of a joke than it actually was yeah and so i maybe it read it read a little bit and and this is probably just because i've been watching um star trek voyager lately
0: Oh, but the, the hospital
2: scene reads to me like a very well intentioned star trek episode that maybe wasn't sensitivity read very well
1: <laughs> yeah that that yeah i could see that for sure like I i think the um the like the basic premise of it is that he's he's like he's clearly remembering bits and pieces. He is uh still he's he's got his like swagger back, mm-hmm. you know, like he's he 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 knows that he should be behaving like a famous person. And I think that's funny. He has um, his essence. Yes, the, the 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 idea the idea that like the the like oh and and like this is very you know this is this this is not how uh you know brain damage actually works but like if we're talking looking at this from like a classic like story dealing with this kind of thing point of view it is very there's there's a there's a like kind of a sweetness to the idea that like you know if, if if gilderoy lockhart is like slowly piecing himself back together the first thing he gets back is his like celebrity affectation like that's kind of funny um the way that it sort of drags on and on and is like kind of he kind of ends up feeling a bit more like a circus monkey or something because like everyone's just like laughing at him and, and going like oh what a what a wacky guy he's out of his bed he must have he must have gotten out while i was getting the christmas presents we're gonna put him back the way. It. it's just like a little too much you know? yeah
2: that like uh, handwriting joke goes on just a couple times too long it actually the chat uh, the chap- the letters. chapter ends on that like it's like yeah. and like as far as like i mean that's probably some of the most television writing to me is that it's like this very dramatic scene this this emotional reveal of neville's parents and then it, it like has the like you know i i can hear the tense television music right before it cuts to commercial and then lockhart says like you know i didn't learn joined up letters for nothing cut to commercial right like it, it feels yeah, like that's so
1: it's the lightener uh-huh. right it, it like it's the thing that yeah it's it's uh you know it pulls you out of that sad moment just with a little joke yeah but whatever. he says it like yeah. five
2: times like so many
1: times and him calling it joined up writing like it's funny that he knows the word autograph you know like he's gotten that back but he doesn't know the word cursive i guess which is a really weird it's it's really mixing up the uh the, the like the, the the kinds of brain damage i guess it, it's not very it's kind of uncomfortable but i d- will say um this i do really like the scene with neville's parents uh that i mean neville kind of like dobby neville is like one of my like favorite characters now like unironically mm-hmm. like, like he's he's popped up a few times in this story actually i was thinking about this the other day about how much better neville was in the fourth movie than he was in the book remember how like they replaced you know granted it came at the expense of dobby but the fact that they had neville help harry do the gillyweed stuff
2: yeah yeah he and
1: like how great it was he
2: had some good parts in the fourth movie that i think made that like that story feel a lot more cohesive with him popping up and getting something to do i have a little bit of an issue with neville's like character arc in general which is and like obviously it's going to keep developing but um my issue with him has always been that he does not like come into his own on his own terms like like he he struggles with magic and all of that and it's like oh but now he's better right like that like that's always been kind of the thing that has always bothered me it's like oh he goes from just being you know he's like nearly a squib or whatever but we know that he he really likes herbology and kind of has his own and like is is very like a a feeling compassionate person and on and on and on but he doesn't get he doesn't get a payoff for any of that he just gets good at magic
1: (laughs) yes it is it is the yes for sure it is um it is a a sort of jumbled up journey for him where where it it, it ends up it's not a story about how like well you know he's he's uh he doesn't really fit in but he you know he's he's gonna come into his own when he figures out what you know what matters to him right like he's he's uh he's he's got he's got his own talents and and he'll he'll get there but it, it actually what it is is Uh, oh well he's kind of he's kind of dumb about most things and he's very nervous and you know but he's very sweet but actually what matters is that he's going to take a sword cut off a basilisk's head and give a cool battle speech right uh, right
2: yeah he kind of he kind of gets over all of that stuff uh, which is is kind of a bummer but this scene is pretty good with him and then the other thing that catches me uh, like i get caught up on a little bit and i mentioned it before is that ron really takes me out of the scene he really, he really, so really stupid. bothers me. I don't know because the thing is, is like, uh, like what is what is his character now, other than being like racist and like, I, I guess I, I'll give it credit for some like good character work when he was struggling with Quidditch, right, and getting getting embarrassed mm-hmm. and and like having having anxiety about that. Um, but like his other thing is that he is like from a big family, and it seems really weird for him to be so just like completely clueless about why someone would be in a hospital in an inpatient ward, especially when he's there visiting his dad in the dad! hospital.
1: Yeah. I, I, the, the part where he's like excited, like, Oh, Hey, Neville's it. like, like you imagine you're in a hospital for like, I don't know, like take your pick of any, any, you're never in a hospital for a good reason. Right. And then you see like a friend there. It's like, like, Oh, oh hey, 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 how's it going? I- <laughs> Woo, how's it going? What are you in? here What are you in for? Like, like, what could you possibly do that to, to? Like, make I don't know. Like, like, I don't know. You would go up and give him a hug or something. You, just, you wouldn't just go like, oh, how,
2: how how's duty? it going? Like, like,
1: how's it going? It's Woo. so it's yeah, so that's...
2: weird to me that it was hit. like I I know that there are a lot of Weasleys and we saw a lot of their reactions to Arthur Weasley being um maimed by a snake we got harry's reaction we got fred and george having an argument with sirius we got sirius's reaction um ron who is the one of our main characters his dad gets maimed and we get nothing from him we have no we got nothing
1: (laughs) he gets he gets like one like th- th- part in the Dumbledore's office scene where he like looks he, like he's like white as a sheet or whatever because they don't know whether he, his dad's okay, but like that's it. You know what Ron reminds me of now like just thinking about this like wh- wh- just thinking about like how the fuck his character got here Ron reacts like what the uh audience surrogate character should react like, but there's but we already have Harry. And so we have two protagonists (laughs) who are, like, who are, like, supposed to react in things in ways that, like, make other characters explain them. But Harry does it first and Ron is just, like, Ron is the co-op character. Why? (laughs) right like when you're you're playing you're playing uh you're playing a video game that has co-op and like harry's the main character harry's player one so they get to make all the dialogue choices or whatever and ron just like stands off to the side and maybe gets to say one thing every now and then
2: like and it's usually a joke
1: yeah ron is the fucking co-op protagonist that's i've decided that is that is what he is now
2: I think it I think it is truly bizarre to not take this opportunity of a character's dad being attacked to do any any character work whatsoever
1: any introspection whatsoever for him to take anything seriously at all. Uh yeah, it's it, it's a very weird missed opportunity, but I I I god, I feel for Neville so hard in this scene like like he's there, he you know he he's embarrassed to to like see his friends there, like you know he just kind of wants to get in and get it over with and like um i think the thing that like really hit the hardest for me was like the fact that like you know his grandmother seems very nice or whatever but straight up to his friend's face she's like oh well he's not as talented as his dad
2: or whatever yeah yeah like he can't she's she's very interesting and i I like that dynamic between them because she's obviously like she's cared for him but probably isn't the person that he needs right she's not she's not nurturing she is not interested in like his feelings at all it's it's very sad
1: yeah like like she's clearly very proud of her uh her you know son uh who who is now stuck in this ward uh and and is raising neville and is like you know clearly cares for him but is like you say not not the like not the right person for the situation and it's you know we we've gotten a window into like nimble's other uh family members as well like his uncle you know who like dangled him out the window or whatever and it just i, I feel so bad for the guy like like and this is why like you say it's it's such a bummer that his character arc is just like becoming a badass and not like uh you know becoming finding value in himself as is right right?
2: yeah i I don't know i want to know i don't know what his career ends up being because there are three careers he must just become an uh, herbologist right
1: let's let's let me take a gander what yeah look this up okay you do that i'm gonna see if there's any foundables anywhere ah i got plus three snowdrop.
2: nice what's that for
1: i've It's a pretty flower. I don't know what it's for. What Pokemon are around me right now? Um, what do we got? There's an Ekans. That's cool. There's this. There's a Swinub. Oh, I like Swinub.
2: Yeah, Swinub's evolution is um is very good.
1: There's a Spoink. I'm gonna catch a Spoink. Um. I just caught Well, a I'll spike. tell you
2: what skill tree Neville chose when he reached level 6 in, in Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Um, and he chose the oh, yeah? professor um, the professor skill tree um, and became a professor oh, okay. of, herbo- of herbology.
1: Okay. That's huh do professors at hogwarts are they like college professors where they're like also doing other work <laughs> i I, or
2: I think so I are think, they just teachers i kind of got that impression in the early books especially with with professor sprout who i think had like who also does like experimental potions and stuff and works with snape on that stuff but at the same time
0: oh that's and, and right. i guess like
2: snape's job like he is a potions professor but he's also a potions master which i assume has like a research. Bent to it, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. Snape also became a professor when he was like eighteen.
1: So (laughs) that's right. And he's not, you know, you know, definitely still handsome. But like, you know, Wizards Unite, he should be like nineteen or twenty or whatever, and he's looking not that for sure. And oh, and excuse me, Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: still, still, Alan Rickman, Snape.
1: Yeah. Well, I um, I'm just checking in on Wizards Unite and uh i am collecting a potion do you still have energy i've I've got i i collected all of my my achievements or whatever and uh yes i got uh i got some i don't think i got
2: any more energy
1: huh maybe i just lucked out with uh with my rewards from that that thing then because i yeah i don't even know where to check that though like i don't know where to check where my damn energy is
2: whatever i I clicked on one of the the map objects uh, just to see what's around even though i can't do anything and i got my first threat level severe um and it's a wizard chess piece confoundable guarding the philosopher's stone which seems pretty serious but i can't do anything about it that's
1: crazy oh well (laughs) well you know (laughs) You you win some, you lose some. I guess. I guess it's just gonna get the philosopher's stone, and and it's, that'll be it. It's that, guarding huh? it
2: though, so it's fine. Oh.
1: We, oh god, that's so confusing. It keeps saying guard, like like with at the beginning of the show, it's guarding you Well, hey, sounds good to me, right? <laughs> Fuck. So yeah, I I I really like this chapter in a lot of ways, um but I'm I I think I am just butting up against the fact that like every time we're getting good Harry character moments, it is only when he is in extreme crisis. And I just, I want to see a little bit more than that. I, I, whenever this book does get into um, some of the lighter stuff, it's actually really good and sweet. Like, you know, like, you know, like it's fun to, you know, we can infer what Harry, you know, thinks about his friends based on the gifts. um, And it's very blessed that like Dobby got him a painting. And I just kind of, want a little bit more balance like that i guess
2: it's weird that we don't like even hear what he thinks about dobby's painting
1: (laughs) yeah like i guess we guess the the, you know everyone else reacts to it but he doesn't say like hey be nice to dobby or anything like that or like ew you're right it does suck uh he doesn't uh doesn't really say much of anything about
2: it i missed out on an important clue when i was talking i actually like i kind of missed like a couple points which i don't know if what that says for them but i forgot to talk about um the very wildly popular character that everyone knows um broderick bode
1: oh yes broderick the the very important character who only appears to be a clue yes uh
2: so my understanding is that we have encountered bode before and he was attacked while doing order business i think we may have heard like overheard a conversation in grim old place and in this chapter yes we overhear a conversation like in f- in front of like while they're waiting in line to to see Arthur Weasley to, like to talk to the receptionist we hear that that are, are maybe in the ward so someone has brought Bode who is now recovering nicely a potted plant in the hospital
1: hmm I wonder what that, I could, what be.
2: that could be um, I had to read about it on the wiki it's probably I, confoundable I, <laughs> confoundable i'm looking forward to that encounter in wizards unite um it, it's <laughs> it's the plot of this book like i really am enjoying the kind of moment to moment stuff but it's weird that all these clues are shuffled off into this corner about characters that i don't remember at all and we don't really get to hear mm-hmm. it it's much more like you're in like a video game and it's like you're overhearing a conversation. And it's important. Right. Um, but in a video game you get like a little ping, you know, like it like it like highlight highlights <laughs> some I need some highlights in this text. Like I need I need like keywords to be in a different color.
1: Oh no, oh no. I'm sorry. I, I very, very important yes. Yeah. Uh there's a let's see. There's a guy being attacked by this is kind of scary actually. There's a guy being attacked by Devil Snare in my in my game right now.
2: That is scary. Is it Brett, Broderick like, hello, Bode?
1: Though? Oh, is it bradrick Bode? Is oh, it Bode? Okay, I'm doing it. Okay. Is it Bode? Let's see. No, it looks like a Ravenclaw oh. student, but we'll see. We'll, well,
2: well, you can't see. save Bode because that would disrupt the timeline.
1: Okay, well, I've okay, but he's he's very happy. I've gotten the Oh, he's so scary looking. And then he's apparating away. Ravenclaw student has been returned to the Ravenclaw Common Room. Oh, thank okay, God. Great. I guess I guess he went out to get some chips and, and got attacked by a devil snare anyway sorry continue that's very spooky that i got a double snare related uh that is spooky no now. i was saying
2: that i need um i need this book to get some uh different uh colored text on some of the keywords so that i'll remember characters like bode
1: <laughs> right yeah yeah because i i believe bode was was attacked was like attacked before arthur guarding the the um uh the thingy the 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 department of mysteries yeah just seems like there's a better way to do that, it just you know? feels
2: like the plot is happening away from harry and he just has to overhear conversations about it
1: yeah yeah um yeah it is it is not super well structured from that perspective it's 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 this book it's it funny how much i mean i am enjoying bits and pieces of this book and how like if you ask me like what is actually happening in this book right now like where where in the plot are we i could not tell you i would probably forget like three completely key things at this point i, I know that hagrid is hagrid has a giant somewhere in the right woods. i know that's happening uh and umbridge is still a teacher she's really up to and... some
2: stuff but it really doesn't matter because it's they were able to leave anyway but she's mad about it
1: I had completely forgotten about the weapon thing until Harry said that in this chapter. Right? Until Harry thought he was the weapon, <laughs> I had completely forgotten that. Like, like ten million years ago, when they were having a meeting in the Order uh, House, Sirius let slip that that uh, that uh, Voldemort is looking for a right. weapon.
2: Yeah. Um. No, th- this book is definitely a mess uh, regarding like the plot, but it's still so much more enjoyable to me
1: it's it's yes yeah like as 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 meandering as the plot is i think that the um the character work and also just like the general imagery like the writing in general is just like a lot more fun to read right and it's good from that it feels like jk
2: rowling is having more fun with it it feels like she's writing something at least that she wants to um sadly that ends up being like a weird spy story that i don't think works very well in harry potter but um we uh, read that interview, I think, on the Leaky Cauldron um, about how rushed and miserable she was re- writing Goblet of Fire. Yes. Maybe it was like a news article or something. Like she had like some kind of horrible yeah. deadline and was miserable and, and like wasn't uh, and like had writer's block and was getting like.
1: Uh, there was a very, mm-hmm. there, there's a very particular line that stuck out to me that I remember from that vividly where she said like, you know, i i wish there was a way i could cut off my hands and so so i'd have an excuse to not finish right, it, right? like she was really going yeah through it.
2: like that i mean that's horrible and i think that that really shows on like and and this yes. feels less like that
1: yeah this this feels like she got the time she wanted for sure um and and maybe a little bit too far in that direction too like like you know maybe between the like uh you know the existential dread of the of the horrible goblet of fire deadline and this book which took what was like four years three years uh uh, a a long 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 time with no deadline Mm -hmm. uh from the publisher um maybe there's like a happy medium somewhere you know where like we can we can get like most of the authors uh indulgences but maybe not all of them you know some 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 outside structure is good for for art i think
2: I I feel like there was a – I can't remember if it was something she said, and I'll have to look into this, or if it was just a rumor that Ron was supposed to die at the end of this book originally. Um,
0: Oh, yeah. Which feels –
2: because I've obviously been paying attention to Ron's character and what he's had to do. And I will say that like the serious dying thing feels so set up and – seems like a very complete arc so it's really weird that mm. ron, i'm surprised i haven't seen more like echoes of ron preparing to die in the
1: book <laughs> yeah i'd be curious i'd be curious to see if there's like any early version stuff floating around like that this was it this book that had a leak or was that s- i think
2: it was a later one something
1: it's a, oh i think it was seven, so- something like it. that but yes something got out there early and and uh, was kind of a big deal but yeah i um i think it's i think that's a really good observation like between the two books and like you know they're similarly long and, and, and complicated but uh, you can tell that she at least wasn't waiting for death writing this one right you know?
2: yeah um i have one more th- last thing for this chapter that i kind of skipped over and it's the conversation that harry has with phineas um oh yeah i yeah he Mm because phineas is the one that shows up he he has a like a connecting portrait to to dumbledore's office and dumbledore sends a message through him uh that's uh you know don't don't leave like dumbledore has has has, knows that harry is going to try to leave or try to freak out and and sends phineas just to to deliver that message um and phineas editorializes a little bit and uh has has a a rant against against teens basically yeah so i like that scene Uh, but i just want to give a shout out to um some folks on the subreddit who like to make some posts about phineas um so i thought i I thought i would read one real quick for us um and and to be fair to um user stop it i'm tired i am like they they have created a numbered list about phineas and all the things they like about him and they've included uh, excerpts from the text which i will not be reading because they're extremely long but i will okay. read their points uh phineas has too much snark and no time for your angst True. reasons why he's one of my favorite characters one he can't hear you he's asleep two he Hell prefers yeah. being dead over dealing with young people Three, he Uh somewhat cares.
0: Oh, good. Four. (laughs) I love that.
2: And this is a quote. You know, Minister, I disagree with Dumbledore on many counts, but you cannot deny he's got style. Five
1: oh i forgot about that (laughs) line
2: five he played a significant part in saving the wizarding world by helping the trio and informing snape of their steps six he actually changed his mindset eventually and was proud that slytherins helped defeat voldemort um so i just i just wanted to talk about this because there are like several several posts about phineas about how he's like should be put in the movies because he's like the master of sass
0: hmm
1: yeah they'd have him he would be okay i really like phineas Uh um uh as a character in in this scene and 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 i'm assuming i will enjoy him uh, in later scenes um but here's the thing uh we i'm so glad that we do not have movie phineas because if we were getting movie phineas now he would be the marvel character oh
2: my god he'd be iron man
1: he would be iron man he would be robert downey (laughs) jr and he, yeah, he'd be like, you know, uh, uh, pipe down four eyes. Uh, I've got to go uh, talk to Dumbledore about the Dark Lord, the big wizard guy, you know, that guy. Yeah, kind of important. Like he would just be doing that shit all oh, the time. And it would drive That's me crazy. so perfect.
2: And that fits perfectly with this other post I have Justice for Phineas. Uh, Phineas is one of my more favorite <laughs> minor characters because he's such a sass pot that didn't make it into the films. Who would you cast? And I guess our answer there is Robert Downey Jr
1: yeah i i will say as i was reading that scene the view i get from him i I can definitely see how people are reading his character as like the epic sass Mm -hmm. guy because he does have some like some jokes here um but i definitely read him more if i had to like choose someone to like you know if they're they're putting phineas in here i would i would jump in front of the Marvel bullet and say just get charles dance to do it like, 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 just get the the uh the, the like domineering, powerful old guy to vamp oh it up, sure please. that that's so much better. Just get Tywin Lannister in there to to uh to like grum, grumble at Harry about young I, people. That's more what I get get from his character than Robert Downey Jr., which unfortunately is what we would get. Yeah, but.
2: I like the, I like that read a lot more than than Robert Downey Jr. mostly because I hate Iron Man <laughs> with my life
1: iron man sucks he's so bad i hate him um but yeah that is the character we would get for sure uh a little behind the scenes note here is this why you sent me the phineas and ferb thing yesterday you sent me a link to a, a harry potter phineas and ferb <laughs> theme song
2: yes yes you that's did why this? yes i d- yes Thank i you. did i did go to um www.reddit.com slash r slash harry potter and type in phineas into into the the (laughs) search bar there and you would expect um mostly posts about the character from harry potter phineas but you might also come across a (laughs) phineas and ferb theme song parody post
1: i was very i like i found it very funny i'm glad you sent that to me but i i realized that the date on it was like 2016 <laughs> and i like didn't i didn't even i was just like i don't i do not know how how you found this i'm just gonna leave this be like what were you searching for that you found a and Furby? but now it all makes sense so that's, that's
2: it, yeah, I feel Thank like you. I come across a lot of stuff that I mean we do we do this like we send each other because it's like, well, this doesn't really work for the podcast, but it is extremely it's funny. funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's very good. um, I think I would like to close out our discussion on this chapter with my maybe my favorite line in all of it. Oh,
2: sure, that that's exciting. Here.
1: Uh, I'm going to actually get, take the full wind up to it because I think that the uh, many points of ellipsis add oh, to it yeah. as well he felt dirty, contaminated, as though he were carrying some deadly germ unworthy to sit on the underground train back from the hospital with innocent clean people whose minds and bodies were free of the taint of Voldemort dot 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 he had not merely seen the snake he had deemed <laughs> the snake he knew it now <laughs>
2: Thank you, Harry.
1: Be the snake you wish to see in the Be world. The
2: snake. That's that's really profound. Um, that also reminds me, um, a, a, of a different line, which is that it happens after all of that, right? And he, and then, and mm-hmm. then it says, like he's mad at phineas and it says harry's temper rose to the surface like a snake rearing like a from snake. long grass i Ugh. underlined that and just wrote subtle in my book like i just like cut that shit out <laughs> you can't no yeah, you no can't do that. no i don't know about that one
1: yeah you definitely can't do that <laughs> that's 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 definitely somewhere where i was like ah this one had this one has no deadline and you, no you can't put that
2: in there after a dramatic i had been the snake you can't
1: I hadn't just seen the snake. I was, I, I am the snake. <laughs> Very powerful. Well, uh like a snake rising from the grass, my hunger is here. um So I think it's probably a good time for us to take a little break for lunch and then come back with some surprises. I've got a surprise for us in the third segment Ooh, here.
2: Sounds <laughs> good to me.
1: welcome back i just rescued ron from a giant spider
2: well done i don't know how you still have energy
1: um yeah it's a it's a mystery to everyone maybe they know that that i you know i'm posting all these screenshots to twitter as i'm doing this and maybe they're like well (laughs) well pass 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 along some energy i guess
2: maybe i think i encountered the very difficult encounter um, which was a security troll guarding the veil that Sirius falls through mm. uh, just in an open field. And I didn't really know how it worked. Um, and I made a bunch of failed attempts because it was like a severe threat level, which I assume would be like if I encountered a Pokemon that's really hard to catch and just like threw all my my Pokeballs at it and failed. Right. Uh, so that might be
1: why. Or maybe those cost more energy to do. Because I haven't gotten any severe ones yet. I think the highest I've seen is a medium.
2: I've gotten like three severe ones. They're always like a hmm. key character, like Moody or something, huh. and I guess The Veil.
1: Well, they know they know that you're a power gamer, um, right? Yeah, they so kind of so upped my difficulty
2: you, a little bit.
1: Yeah, they're giving you the real stuff. I'm just getting all the scraps. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to wrench myself away from that game for a little bit now because i have a very special treat for us oh i have an interview from 2003 uh right after the fifth book came out in fact i think this might be before uh the uh the fifth book comes out uh an interview between jk rowling and katie Couric
2: no <laughs> this, is a, this is a this is a return to yes uh, horror um how long how long ago was it that we watched that dateline um harry potter and the sorcerer's stone dot i
1: special? honestly i honestly think that might be like the third episode we ever did
2: oh it's so it's, fucked
1: up it's if if you are if you are joining us uh and you have not listened to our sorcerer stone coverage go back and 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 find this um there was an interview with her before uh the first movie came out uh, between katie korek and jk rowling and they fucking hate each other it is plain as day uh that the... katie
2: korek seemed confused about yes harry potter sort of katie,
1: yeah katie seems very dismissive and jk rowling just kind of takes the bait i guess each time and and she seems very pissed off and uh and this interview continues that uh that uh, great that, i can't wait theme. all right this is from uh june 20th 2003 the battlements may look like hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry but it's really ancient edinburgh castle scotland is home to jk rowling author of the story that has won the world over, Harry Potter. Her books about the boy wizard have sold more than 200 million copies, made Rowling richer than the Queen of England. As Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix goes on sale, many booksellers are hoping the fifth tale in the series flies out faster than a Nimbus 2000. Fans have waited three long years since the last installment, Why So Long?, in an exclusive interview with NBC's Katie Couric. Rowling dispels some myths and spills some secrets about her magical, mysterious world. It's the most eagerly anticipated children's book of all time. At midnight, June twenty first is the Witching Hour. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix continues the saga of the boy wizard with a lightning bolt scar, and readers of all ages have been dying to know what will happen next. All the publishers will say is it's deeper, darker, uh and wait, excuse me. Uh all the <laughs> publishers will say is deeper secrets, darker powers, stronger magic.
2: What are so, the secrets?
1: Darker, darker powers, stronger magic.
2: We already got Gun Spell. How how much darker did the spells get?
1: <laughs> well, we have deeper secrets. Uh, 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 is, um, you know, not just seeing the snake, but being the snake. Right. That's yeah, sure. that's true. So we decided to go straight to the source, the author who's cast the spell over us mere muggles, J.K. Rowling. As titillating as that one line from the new book was, I was counting on a little more 411. Clearly, I was... Uh, clearly i felt it was my mission to get rolling to start spilling her birdie bots beans
0: i don't like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> spill your beans jk <laughs> okay um i wish i wish i wish i had the video of this but this is a uh, this is uh just gonna be a line-by-line interview here Korik, can you just tell me basically what happens in this book that's a specific So question. i don't have to fucking read it <laughs> tell me basically what happened um rowling yeah that was very scalpel sharp he had a really hard time in this book i would say coric is he going oh <laughs> hang on i'm sorry i need to back up here <laughs> there's there's even there's like a pull quote before all this that's even weirder at the top of this okay katie Corrick, can you tell me a little bit about this book or will you have to kill me rowling laughter <laughs> i will have to kill you but you know if you're prepared to take that risk uh she does give us some clues later on but there's good reason why rolling so closely guards her chamber of secrets don't say ah, that
2: no don't talk
1: about her beans don't talk about her chamber of secrets please in the last few months fake chapters have shown up on the internet and a british printing company employee was caught trying to sell stolen book pages that's the thing i was trying to remember earlier hell yeah keeping the secret is crucial to the multi-million dollar marketing campaign oh uh keep, so there was keep the secrets Keep
2: the secrets
1: so there was concern the cauldron could be leaky but of course being a skilled journalist i was able to craft my questions so carefully she had no choice but to blab okay and then it goes into Kurik. can you tell me just basically what happens to harry in this book <laughs> that's a specific question rolling yeah that was very scalpel sharp he has a really hard time in this book i would say Corrick, is he going through pu- puberty rolling yes he is he's angrier Corrick, does he have zits rolling no he doesn't
2: is this wait he doesn't have zits like like that's canon
1: just wait rolling no he doesn't i see someone i see harry as someone who has great skin that's one thing he has going for him thank god i mean spots on top of everything else would be too horrible for him
2: this is haunting
1: (laughs) and yes and yes he does have certain adolescent rites of passages happen to him
2: this interview is a is a wizards duel to the death between J.K. Rowling and Katie Couric.
1: <laughs> they hate each other so much. Uh, Couric, any snogging with Hermione? Rowling, Harry and Hermione, do you think so? Couric, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. We should probably explain that snogging means kissing. Rowling, yeah. Couric, lest people think they were shagging. Rowling. Lest people (laughs) Oh This is gonna kill me Rolling Lest people think you're talking about something completely inappropriate The story of how Joe Rowling brought Harry Potter to life has become legend itself. She'd walk her daughter Jessica in her stroller down the street until she fell asleep, then rushed to Nicholson's cafe to write while the baby napped. Back then she was a single mom living on welfare five years and five books later she's remarried had a new baby and her fortune's worth an estimated five hundred million. Oh, and nicholson's cafe is now a chinese restaurant oh rolling it's true i really was that broke and i know what it feels like to be that broke and to live through it and to not know if it's about to change that's the crucial thing i couldn't see any light at the end of the tunnel and every day i'm grateful that we got food in the fridge and now i don't have to worry about the bills and i can afford clothes and it's yes i'm grateful for that every day
2: yeah she's the queen of england now
1: Now she's richer than the queen of england coric is there anything you miss now that you are so well so well known joe and so wealthy and such a celebrity rolling yes i miss the anonymity completely miss it in europe she's more recognizable than she is in the united states and there are times when rolling wishes she could fashion one of those invisibility cloaks
0: Hmm. coric
1: what kind of things do they say to you like if you're out at the market or taking a walk Rolling. Normally, they start with "It is you, isn't it?" I don't think I look that distinctive. So very often, if you're at the supermarket, you'll start off near the apples, and you'll see someone's kind of thinking, hmm, "Might be her." And then you're walking back. <laughs> you're halfway along, and you're by the yogurt, and they're thinking, "Yeah, it is her." And they've got a kid, and their kid's going, "Is it mom? Is it her?" And then you've got to get to you. You then you get to the toilet rolls always, and you're just reaching for your favorite brand, and then they come up to you always. <laughs>
2: i love this this that's Kork. very that's very fanciful it paints quite a
1: picture well coric well, takes it one step further here uh coric when you're getting tampax if you had that
2: <laughs> yes that was the point of the story <sighs> how about condoms you ever get caught buying condoms (laughs) condoms jk rolling
1: (laughs) rolling always yes that did happen the other day i was standing there with the box in my hands yes of course i'll sign autographs mind if i put this down first coric better than uh cow calpectate or something like that rolling slightly oh my
0: god jesus
1: christ Still, the 37-year-old author says Scotland does afford her more anonymity than her native England. She moved here in 94, and her first marriage to a Portuguese journalist fell apart. Couric, do you ever hear from your first husband? I bet he's going like, what was I thinking? Uh, <laughs> Rolling. Yeah, I bet. Rolling, yeah, a really big no comment on that one.
2: I love I love J.K. Rowling and Katie Couric's stuff because... Um, Katie Couric manages to so squarely position herself as the villain yeah like we like like we we definitely you know like to like to poke a little fun at JK Rowling I feel like she ends up coming out looking a little villainous sometimes but as soon as Katie Couric is in the room it's like <laughs> it's like she just like is a way bigger villain in any in any interaction
1: do people ever see you buying tampons at the store jk Rowling? just (laughs) fucking going at it it's crazy uh her second marriage in 2001 to a scottish doctor named neil murray who looks like a grown-up you know who wait
2: what wait who
1: i'm assuming Right, I'm assuming Harry, (laughs) but the phrase you-know-who is very loaded in the Harry Potter uh, franchise. I
2: I feel like the impression that I got from the uh, Katie Couric Dateline special when the first movie came out is that she didn't read the book. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that for sure, but I remember watching that and being like, why didn't you just read it? It's like a kid's book. It's about 200 (laughs) pages long it takes about you know like you could read it on the plane probably yeah
1: well because because you could tell that first one we watched was so funny because it was so clear that it um she just took it as a boondoggle to get a trip to london Cause right there's that like because like there's that opening shot of that like you know they're like visiting that really cool cathedral or whatever and she's like walking around with a drink in her hand and just, like, <laughs> oh she's just like on vacation she's just having a good time in london and like has to film this like 20 minute segment uh yeah she's yeah
2: I, I just love that now she's doing another interview for book five coming out and clearly still has not read the book. It's two hundred <laughs> pages, it could probably take you an afternoon.
1: <laughs> uh Cork, does he have glasses and a little scar on his forehead? Rolling. Well you see that's why we called him David, because we had to find a name that didn't rhyme with Harry, I hadn't used in the books, had absolutely no mythological or magical connection, didn't mean he who must not be named in Hebrew, you know. What? I'm confused. She's talking about her son, David. Oh. Uh, uh, which I have some bad news for JK Rowling if she doesn't think David has any mythological connections. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. Uh, meanwhile Rowling's money keeps rolling in the first four harry potter oh no- i just got the rolling in thing mm. uh, the first four harry potter novels continue to fly off the shelves in 200 countries in 55 different languages and the phenomenons leapt off the pages and onto the silver screen the first two harry potter feature films have grossed a combined 1.8 billion worldwide but after writing four mega selling books in a lightning fast five years some wondered if the long wait for book number five meant Rowling was losing her magic touch coric endless rumors and speculation about this book rolling why
2: (laughs) (laughs) jk rowling is being redeemed yeah in this this interview to me
1: mm -hmm. (laughs) uh cork it took three years to write people say you had writer's block that you weren't interested in harry and can i just say sorry i i know i i know you know i lived through this i remember this being a big deal but it is so funny uh being anxious about an author taking three years to finish a sequel now that like all of the Game of Thrones shit has happened, it's
2: very funny three years st- just, like it definitely felt like a long time to me, who had only been on the earth for thirteen for, years, exactly, right yeah. so it's like, yeah, three years feels like a long time and now I'm like it's really like for a for a novel like three years just isn't that isn't I'll, that crazy? I
1: happily wait three years between like movies and 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 video games right like sure um. Uh, it took three years to write. People say you had writer's block—that you weren't interested in Harry anymore, that you were distracted by your family and your wealth. Rolling, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Curric, so settle it once and for all. What? Why did it take so long? Rolling. Well, just the writing of it—it's a long book, and that's just how long it took to write. And I said to my publisher, "I don't want a deadline this time because I knew I'd need to take some more time." So it's not true that I had writer's block. And as far as you know, being distracted by other stuff—I think I really would have been distracted before now. I've been writing Harry through some through something like three changes of country, a marriage, a divorce, a birth of my daughter, unemployment, employment. I mean, I don't think I'm getting some. I don't think getting some money is going to knock me off track. Now, I'm making the Jim Halpert office face to the camera.
2: Uh, wow. Uh,
1: Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix rises from the ashes at a whopping 896 <laughs> pages. But even before its release, Book Five has been worth its waiting. Gringotts Gold setting records for the largest largest pre order book pre-ordered book in history rolling there is a lot in this book i can only say i've had to lay certain clues in book five some clues are resolved some things are resolved in book five and there's information in there that you really do need to know otherwise people will feel cheated when certain outcomes happen
0: what does that Hmm. mean
1: Hmm. what does that mean she's talking about horcruxes probably horcruxes she's Uh. probably still feeling herself over the uh the uh, in essence divided line um coric you know, when the last book came out that the death of one character at the beginning. Uh, sorry, this this is formatted really weird because this is like a uh, I'm, I'm looking at a um Wayback machine of NBC's website in 2003. Oh, and just sure. between between this line, there is a like. The lowest resolution picture I've ever seen of the first movie <laughs> uh, just stuck in between this paragraph here okay so let me scroll to the point where i can read the whole thing you said when the last book came out that the death of one character was the beginning of the deaths yikes, yikes. <laughs> rolling yikes <laughs> rolling yeah that's nice isn't it there's going to be a bloodbath laughter <laughs> what <laughs> jk Rowling. <laughs> oh my god I'm, I'm going to i'm going to clip that that is that is maybe my new twitter header. That jk rowling so yeah that's nice isn't it there's going to be a bloodbath laughter oh my god cork <laughs> what does that mean rolling it's a war essentially a war has broken out again and when i say the beginning of the deaths i mean the deaths that are meaningful i suppose to the reader in this book what i consider to be a major character dies it was awful to write it was absolutely awful and i was literally well i did after i did it i Cried doing it, and walked into the kitchen afterwards. And Neil said to me, "What's the matter?" And I said, "Well, I've just killed the person I'm going to kill. He doesn't know who it is." And Neil says, "Well, don't do it, then."
2: <laughs> Neil
1: is a hero. Neil's well, a hero. Yeah, this is
2: incredible.
1: Which showed he completely didn't understand that you need to be very unpleasant and vicious to your character as in writing heartwarming children's books. Neil, he's a doc- you
2: idiot. It's a bloodbath. <laughs> Neil, a- it's going to be he- a fucking bloodbath.
1: <laughs> She's just laughing maniacally. Oh, no, Neil. It's a war. Uh, <laughs> he's a doctor. He just doesn't get it. He's more into saving people than killing them.
2: <laughs> Me? I'm into killing people.
1: That's right. I'm an author. I kill people. My stupid husband is a doctor. He wouldn't get it. <laughs> but Rowling's ruthlessness has come under fire. Some parents have criticized her for overemphasizing dark themes, such as death. <laughs> dark themes, such <laughs> as death. And some religious groups have gone as far as saying the novels are potentially harmful and promote occultism rolling i think that's utter garbage i absolutely do not believe in the occult practice the occult i've never i've met literally thousands of children now not th- excuse me thousands of children uh not one of them has said to me you've really turned me onto the occult not one of them now i'm convinced <laughs> that if that's what my books are doing i would by now have met one child who would come up to me covered in pentagrams and go can we go sacrifice a goat later together will you do that with me it's never happened funnily enough she's right she's right she rules uh coric you find it very annoying i can tell rolling well occasionally i do just occasionally because i am being accused of something quite horrible so of course i've got to defend myself rolling uh, coric what do you believe in i'm just curious about your belief system (laughs) god heaven rolling oh i do believe in god coric you do rolling yeah which i've said before but that just seems to annoy them even more for some reason i don't think they want me on their side at all Rowling also dispelled the rumor there would be more than seven harry potter books she, uh, more than the seven books she's promised and true to form she won't accept a deadline for writing the last two but one thing's for sure now that the world muggle has been added to the oxford dictionary rowling's assured of literary immortality coric that gives you a feeling about a what kind of impact you've had and b how enduring people think these books will be because as far as i know they don't take a lot of words out of the dictionary rowling that would be so embarrassing it would be like it would be like being melted down at madame tussauds i always think that's the ultimate humiliation that's why i wouldn't really want to be in madame tussauds because the day comes when they melt you down to make you into someone else um, what <laughs> Cork, it does oh god i'm in there rolling well some people they keep
2: oh my god that's a critical hit
1: <laughs> oh god and that's the that's where the interview ends that's no the end way of it. that's the that's the interview ender And then it just says the third harry potter movie prisoner basket band just finished filming in scotland for release in 2004 that's the end of the interview this was
2: a real meeting of the minds
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, i need to see if there are just like Are there, like, maybe there's one of these for like every book and every movie. I, I, I'm so into, uh this like weird, uncomfortable relationship they have.
2: I'm blown away by this.
1: It's so good, and I'm so glad that that we have uh, J.K. Rowling on on record saying, uh it's going to be a bloodbath and laughing. That's blessed.
2: It's going to be a bloodbath it's, it's a up. war this is it's war a... it's neil <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh jk Rowling explaining to her that this is war and playing the song pulling it up on her phone that's what we need
2: yeah I, neil yeah. does need to see that music video <laughs> so you can understand because he just doesn't get it you know
1: he's a doctor he just doesn't get war they no, no doctor <laughs> <laughs> no doctors have been involved in wars no no uh, uh they're like hey can i do something in this war and, and everyone's like no this is more of a killing people kind of thing saving people i don't know wait for wait wait for uh someone to fall off a roller coaster or something you can go right. fix them
2: up ah I mean, you know he he married his, his his beautiful wife JK Rowling. Uh she became the queen of England and then it was like oh yeah she she got so rich she wrote the wrote the story about the the 11-year-old going to wizard school but you know now it's a bloodbath now it's a war. <laughs> it's
1: it's a war. Well, These books do, are I, so weird. There's I do really like the the detail in the anecdote that she was crying in the kitchen about killing a character. Uh, and then he just his response was just well so don't do it just like <laughs> have you tried not have you tried not killing him
2: this is um i, I feel like i'm just losing it because is it a war i know that they say war in the books eventually but it seems more of just like a series of scuffles between about 10 people
1: yeah i Yes, the 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 books have a very weird scale problem. I mean, like this is the thing you're always talking about with the um the the Wizarding World Cup, right? Where it's like, was that like the entire Wizarding World there? Like, like like how right. uh, how many people are there? And it's uh, I, I I yeah,
2: just really giving that one a think a little bit.
1: Yeah, well they they do have enough people for a Helms Deep battle. They, they do they do have trolls that throw rocks at the castle and,
2: right and guys
1: that run it run in a straight line down a big field to meet and, and have a big clash it's very silly but yeah, uh, yeah. it's
2: i guess that's the qualification for if it's a war or not right if there if there's a helms deep battle
1: <laughs> yeah if, if if two if two armies meet face to face and run straight towards each other that makes it a war <laughs>
2: absolutely that's that's so that 30 that's seconds to mars from... song plays uh, that's how yeah. you know
1: that, that that's definitely my rule of thumb i just don't know i mean may, maybe maybe we're reading too much into it and, and and neither of them think about it that much but like i just don't get that first interview we watched between them just seemed so uh excuse me so um just venomous and this really continues <laughs> that like is, is I, I granted I don't watch that much NBC but like is this just Katie's thing is like getting under people's skin or does she just really hate J- JK like what's what? I think it's
2: probably a weird personality clash because oh, <laughs> I think JK Rowling is a little bit uh, awkward in interviews or rather she doesn't kind of bring bring the like person being interviewed charisma that maybe Katie is used to yeah i don't know it's it's very strange
1: or or maybe it's just like like katie this is kind of the same as the. i'll I'll, you know i I wanted to talk about another interview that uh surfaced this week uh, in, in conjunction with this um but uh uh jk does seem to deal with a lot of interviewers who don't quite like understand or respect that she's writing kids books and maybe that's why she's bristling so much of this because like kirk is like oh are they shagging are you buying tampons like like are like like maybe maybe jk is just like a little bit like hey i'm trying to sell a book to kids here like calm down a little bit maybe there there's a little bit of that to it but it's still very very weird
2: she also says there's going to be a
1: bloodbath that's that's true your <laughs> that husband just doesn't understand that you have to have a bloodbath in this kid's book um but i i was alluding to there was a, we need to make a correction um oh. to a previous episode a long time ago uh we were on the subject of uh that very uh famous like like gift set that went around on <laughs> tumblr oh no of jk rowling <laughs> uh saying that uh if she had you know if she had written harry uh to be a little more creative with his wand maybe she uh should uh, could have outsold 50 shades of gray i was convinced that this was fake right because like i couldn't i searched that quote i couldn't find it anywhere other than that image
2: right um, uh
1: and it's just so ludicrous right and also like the image like it's one of those ones that's been deep fried like it's so it's such a powerfully compressed jpeg
2: it just yeah. it has it also had like a little bit of the same energy to me as the known false tweets about like sex ed that she exactly like people that go around probably for on the same website the like muggle net memes yeah thing oh
1: god i forgot it's muggle net isn't it yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah the, the the it definitely had it just it just raised some red flags for me and when i initially did some research i, I couldn't find it anywhere but As it turns out, uh, uh, we got a good, a very good DM. uh, And I'm going to read it in its its entirety because it's very funny. Hi, I only recently got into this show. I love it, by by the way. Y'all are great. So this might be old news and other people might have messaged you about it before. But the JK Rowling, if Harry was a little more creative with his wand quote, is very real because I watched (laughs) the interview it is from. I don't remember much, but I can tell you it was from an exclusive broadcast on the Australian ABC. And that it was J.K. Rowling's response to a uh, remark about how Fifty Shades was the first to outsell the Harry Potter series. I wanted to share because you are Harry Potter scholars, and I also couldn't bear the thought of being part of some kind of mass hallucination. It's called J.K. Rowling Life After Potter, and you should be able to watch it here unless there's region blocking. And they sent a link. And it is real. I watched the entire 20 minute interview because I was like, <laughs> I don't, am I being pranked here? Am I, am I, am I, is this a joke? But it's totally there. Um, And I think it's even, the, the image version really doesn't capture how awkward it is. I
2: would imagine it would be extremely awkward. I mean, JK really is already very awkward in interviews. I don't mean yes. that to be mean. I would no, be as no. well. I'm very totally. awkward. So that's not, but she just is. So I cannot, I cannot imagine. Um, I, I, Cause like she had to have had that line prepared, right? You don't just like, that's not a just something that you come up with off the top of your head as like an awkward person being interviewed
1: totally she it feels it feels like she had it in the chamber especially because the way that the subject starts is uh the the journalist says like oh another book outsold you did it really yes it did
2: wow i didn't know that
1: yeah it, it, it's crazy it it, it sold the. i had no idea of, yeah um but the, so the journalist says like oh another book has also how sold you actually because they were just talking about her being the top selling author of all time and she does jk does this like very like like if she was a cartoon character she'd be doing the like examining her nails thing while doing this it <laughs> was like a very much like oh really uh, <laughs> and then the journalist starts to say what the book is and jk just interrupts her with it's fifty shades of gray so she knows like like this is right. clearly she's clearly prepared for this and is just sort of pissed off about the question and it it has a very uncomfortable energy cuz she really like lays into the the uh the the journalist with that epic prepared quote that she has about the one
2: right thing
1: um and then the other part that's super weird and awkward is that like right after the part that the gif set shows is um she turns it like the the uh the uh the journalist asks her like well have you bought it have you read it and jk rowling is just like nope 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 just like very very terse about it and then turns it around on the journalist and is like have you read it and uh (laughs) and the journalist goes yeah we were doing a piece on erotica for this show and jk just interrupts her and starts laughing it's like you don't have to justify it to me and then does this really menacing fake
2: oh laugh. no
1: that's it's so scary that's
2: very frightening
1: i haven't posted i need to post this this second clip on the twitter because it's very funny but she does this really spooky like she leans forward in her chair and it's like ha 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 ha, ha. it's like the the final fantasy 10 laugh it's <laughs> good it's very scary um so yeah she's very pissed off about that but a huge thank you to twitter user socks uh for sending that in um uh i'm i'm very happy to have been uh corrected i'm i i, I love being corrected when the truth is way funnier uh <laughs> like it, i can't believe this is real it's just this has thrown a lot of things into question for me There are a lot of things i've always assumed to have been fake uh swirling around JK and Harry Potter that I now might have to reevaluate
2: right yeah that that's definitely a weird one um uh but but JK Rowling should not worry because there's a lot of a lot of creativity going on on AO3 with those characters which is really where fifty shades <laughs> came from anyway it just was <laughs> twilight so uh
1: do you think do you think JK has like ever read like uh like a fanfic like Like not even just like a horny one just
2: talked about it
1: um well what she has there's this very specific quote it's either from her or like her lawyer who is like yeah we're aware of fan fiction and like we like it as long as it's not uh like inappropriate
2: hmm. and i'm
1: just thinking like "Mm, have you so you haven't read any right like like it's it's uh it feels very uh um uh may, maybe not quite as in touch as they wanted it to sound i, I don't know or maybe maybe that's a veiled threat who knows but it's yeah uh, i don't
2: know that's very interesting
1: yeah it's a weird one uh the uh yeah i just don't know now that i know the truth i just I i have so many questions about other other quotes from her that I've always like seen, like in images and stuff, and just assumed it was a joke. But uh, uh, now, who knows? Yeah, that, I mean, the that's shitting wonderful the sh- the wizards shitting themselves thing is real, so anything's possible, I suppose. Yeah, that's right there on Pottermore. <laughs> right there on Pottermore, you can go see it. But I think that's all I have for us. Shall we take it to the close? Sounds think? good. Our theme song is Haunt McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. You can find them on Bandcamp. Huge thanks, as always, to them for letting us use that as our opening music. You can check us out at Streetcast, uh, or, or, excuse us, you can check us out on Patreon slash Streetcast, and, uh, we got a lot of good content for you. We're coming up on the first new format long episode about the Mister, which has been fucking hilarious to read. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to talk about it. Um, And uh, we also have shirts now. If you go to, uh, I believe, teespring.com slash streetcast, you can see our shirt designs. They're very cool. Uh, We just, I think the first batch just has like just arriving now. We got a couple of good, real good uh, pictures of them out in (laughs) the wild, which is heartwarming. And uh, yeah, it's it's exciting stuff. And Liz, what are we reading next week?
2: Um, We are reading a chapter that I've been waiting for, for 23 chapters now. Oh shit. We're reading chapter 24 and it's called occlumency and the picture is
1: oh. of,
2: of Sirius Ooh. and Snape squaring off. Ooh,
1: I'm excited. Mhm. We got some t- oh, I, oh, I forgot that not only did I forget that it was a Snape chapter coming up, I forgot that Sirius and Snape were like interacting in this chapter too. Uh-huh. Ooh, well that's exciting! You're gonna have a you're gonna have a good time with that one. I'm excited to. to I am. I to, am. to hear your thoughts on that, but it is time for us to kill Umbridge. Oh yeah, this is number sixteen. Uh, introduce her to the previous defense against the dark arts teachers minus Lupin because I wouldn't force that torture on him. Actually, what? I'm not sure how that would end. Preferably, Umbridge and Lockhart free what i don't know i don't this one's baffling introduce her to the previous year whoa like what
2: i this is okay so i don't don't understand because um coral assuming he's not dead has we don't he has no stakes in this right right he's just like a guy and she's just like a random lady um lockhart can't do anything
1: (laughs) He can give her an autograph.
2: The author is excluding Lupin. Uh, Vardy Crouch Jr. is like theoretically on her side anyway. (laughs) Right? Right. I don't get this one.
1: I really don't understand this one.
2: Does flute piano Uh, have anything to say? Did she get it?
1: Flute piano does have something to say, but I'm afraid it just made me equally baffling. Oh but quarrel's dead unless you're talking about the ship pun 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 pun. okay yeah i'm done
2: i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh just turning this one over in my head for the next <laughs> Puzzle, week or I'm so i puzzling
1: this one out <laughs> what the fuck does that mean pun Quir, what ship is quarrel uh, what ship do you what What do you combine to get quarrel as a ship name
2: That's very interesting uh well, I'll I'll work on that one.
1: That's yes, that is very strange. Okay, well, before we go, I have a magical. What have I got? I've got it. Opening my game. I've got some goop. Oh no! I have a. Oh, that's. Hmm. Okay. What'd you get? I got a troll that's like uh being all tied up by by a devil snare, Ooh. and it is a high. This okay. This is my first high one so i guess i'm gonna take care of that uh while everyone else should please read another book
2: please read another book if you go into the dream but there's a lady there makes ocean
0: raw seem tame better know what you're after if you catch a ride because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise